0: call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's program. You are tuned in to Calvary Live, and I'm your host for this hour. My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. So blessed to be with you as we end the uh, work week, or a lot of you uh, perhaps are doing that as we uh, come to this afternoon. And So i'm here ready to answer your questions and take your prayer requests so let's end the the weekday the the end of the work week on a just a wonderful note as we go to the lord together this is an opportunity calvary Life, for you to call in and ask questions about uh, your uh, bible reading perhaps a question is brought up or a teaching that you heard Uh, maybe perhaps you got a question about christian living uh, I'd love to be able to take you to the Word of God to give you clarity and understanding. And as we search God's Word, uh, we are looking at truth because the Bible, God's Word, is profitable, all of it. As Paul writes to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3, and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And so I'm so blessed that we're able to go to God's Word together and to be able to take your prayer requests. And as we are entering into the weekend, perhaps you just have uh, something that's heavy on your heart or uh, someone you want to pray for, or uh, just need prayer for wisdom. Uh, We are here to pray for you and with you. We are able to go to the throne of grace in time of need, as uh, the writer of Hebrew tells us. So give me a call at 303-690-3000. That is the number to call to be on the air and uh 3036903000 we have all open lines so grab one of those open lines hey listen the week the work week uh the weekdays uh monday through friday as a lot of us uh have that schedule of uh working and and other things that we do and i know we live in a culture where uh we work on weekends and stuff but listen to workday Uh, the work week uh, on a positive note and going to the Lord. Let me know that you're listening. Uh, Let me know that uh, you're here. And uh, let's uh, go to God's Word and to God's throne together as you ask your questions and as you give your prayer requests. So give me a call at 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines. Also, there is a means to text. um, And uh, we want to uh, let you know that that dedicated text line is 720-336-0897, 720-336-0897, and be sure that you're safe when you're texting, but as time permits in today's show, we'll go to the text line to answer your questions and also to respond to your prayer requests. I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners along the Front Range in Colorado. From uh, Pueblo and Fountain and Colorado Springs, 101.7 in Southern Colorado, 89.7 in Northern Colorado, from Castle Rock, all up through the metro area uh, along the Front Range in Northern Colorado and into Southern Wyoming. Welcome, welcome. Uh, so glad you are listening live today to today's program. And then I want to also welcome those who are listening on Hope FM. And Truth FM on the East Coast. Uh, we love to be a part of your guys' lives. And uh, so give us a call. That number works for you, anyone in the United States. If you're an online listener, call me at 303 690 and someone will answer. Now, for those of you who are listening on our syndicated stations, uh, Hope and Truth FM, uh, you are a week delayed, but I know that many of you are listening online. So give us a call. Also, we want to give a shout-out to the streaming listener that is uh, from Germany. And uh, we got listeners from Arkansas and Dallas uh, that I'm being told. So people from all over the country, uh, Oregon. um, And so we are so blessed that that the online listening and streaming is growing and people from all over the world um, are tuned in to calvary live so give me a call this is an opportunity for you to ask your questions and to give your prayer request that number again and i'll repeat it throughout the program is 303-690-3000 and the text line is 720-336-0897 and that is the text line that you can call and ask a question so i uh, want to uh again just uh, i want to uh expressed this morning. I was able to go down to Calvary Church and to have breakfast with some pastors, uh, as uh, Pastor Ed Taylor and Calvary Church put on that uh, breakfast. And we had a time just to spend together as pastors, uh, praying. Uh, we heard a word from Pat Lasavic from Calvary Chapel in Sierra Vista, Arizona. Uh was so blessed by his word from Zechariah chapter 4. Uh, as he encouraged us. And I love to hear from uh, pastors, such as Pastor Pat, that are seasoned pastors. He's been ministering for around 30 years. God has blessed Calvary Chapel Sierra Vista uh, in just an incredible, wonderful way. Uh, And I'm so glad to be able to hear what God is doing and to receive that wisdom. I, I love to hear pastors that are seasoned and the wisdom that they have and the encouragement that they give and as he reminded us of a a chapter that a lot of us as pastors are familiar with uh that uh it's you know as the was told by Zechariah uh, the message that is uh not by might nor by power but by my spirit says the lord of hosts and, and anything that we do for the lord in ministry uh that it's not by our own might and our own abilities and our our own togetherness, our own flesh, our own intellect. It is by the Spirit of God. And don't despise the day of small things, uh, Zerubbabel uh, is what he was told, because he came back from the captivity along with Joshua the high priest and they built the foundation of the temple, and then the work stopped. It stopped for a number of years, from 10 to 12 years. And I'm sure Zerubbabel was uh, just frustrated. I'm sure Joshua was frustrated as well. Why did the work stop? They had a lot of challenges and things. And perhaps in your own life, maybe that the Lord uh, started something, and, and all of a sudden it seems like that You know uh, that nothing's happening or you're waiting on the Lord whatever the case may be and Zerubbabel was told don't despise the day of small things listen don't think that the Lord is through with you don't think that he won't accomplish or finish the work that he's begun in you Zerubbabel the hands that laid the foundation of the temple are going to be the hands that are going to finish the temple and indeed it would be finished But again, it is the work of the Lord. We can trust in him. And if you feel like you are in small days, please don't despise the day of small things. Let the Lord continue to do what he wants to do in you and through you and to bless you. And Paul, he would write to the Philippian believers that being confident of this very thing, that he has begun a good work in you, will bring it to completion, especially in the day of Christ Jesus. So just a little encouragement there, Um, and uh, thank you, Pastor Ed, for hosting us. Such a blessing and the staff that served us. And and the other thing, and um, I just want to keep sharing as we're waiting for phone calls to come in, and when the phone calls come in, uh, we'll go ahead and and take those calls, 303-690-3000. But I love also the opportunity to be able to be with uh, guys and pastors that I've known for years that have been ministering here in Colorado uh, for many, many years. And uh, what a privilege it is. And, and uh, the relationships that you have with brothers and sisters in the Lord and the opportunity to have fellowship with them, I pray that we never take that for granted, uh, especially in the day in which we are in. But what a privilege it is to be able to come alongside the pastors um, and Uh, Colorado that that I've known for years, to be able to see them because, you know, we got such busy schedules and we're going in different directions and to be able to just pray together and to be able to encourage each other uh, to get updates and what the Lord is doing. And uh, I, I just appreciate those relationships so much. I appreciate Pastor Ed and Calvary Church and the staff down there uh, I just love them so much and the opportunities that they give us to be able to come together. So uh, just wanna say that um publicly and thank you, Pastor Ed, for having us. And uh and so give me a call, 303 690 3000 Perhaps you want to share something uh that is a blessing. Maybe perhaps you got a question you wanna ask or a prayer request, please give me a call and uh let's see what the Lord has for us in this hour. Uh, of Calvary Live. Let's go to Patricia in Littleton. Hi, Patricia.
1: Hi. How are you?
0: I'm good. How I are have, you doing?
1: Uh, well, I, you know what, I'm always full of questions and I never have a chance to call in. And this is a question that's been um okay. on my mind. Uh, back, it's regarding backsliding. um I know that there's a scripture saying that fornicators and drunkards, and I don't know the whole scripture they will not make it to heaven, and is that if you're if you've believed in Christ and you walk with Christ, but at some point of your life you've backslidden and you are backslidden um does it stop uh stop you from from Going to heaven, or yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm like con- confused because I have brothers that are um doing things that they're not supposed to be doing, yeah, and it's kind of like I want to know where they stand. Um, I mean, I know yeah. I can't make them stop doing what whatever, but
0: right, right, and you're asking a good question, <laughs> um, because that's a question that a lot of people. Uh, will ask, and um, they wonder about uh, Patricia and the the verse that you 're thinking of there 's two places that Paul writes that, first Corinthians chapter six that he writes don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of god don't be deceived, neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers um, you, you know he goes down the list uh right. the, the homosexuals, sodomites, thieves covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. But then he says this in the next verse. He says, and such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. He would also write in the book of Galatians. Galatians was the first epistle called the early epistle that we have of Paul as he was writing to those churches there. And in Galatians chapter five, he's talking about um, the the flesh and, and the spirit and how our flesh wars with the spirit. And uh, and he goes on to say in chapter five, uh, verse twenty one, just for your reference. Um, well, he's I'm going to back up to verse nineteen. Now the works okay. of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, um, hatred. He goes through this big list. Um, and he says, And I also told you in time past that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Then he talks about the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. So some people get confused or they wonder, they wrestle with those two verses. We don't want to take away what the Word of God has to say. But sometimes people think, well, I committed that sin, and I guess I'm not forgiven, or I struggle with these areas. What Paul is talking about in 1 Corinthians and in in Galatians chapter 5, he says those who practice such things. And what he is saying is those who habitually, continually um, are practicing these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Obviously, there's a heart issue that's there. And so you want to put the whole of Scripture together It doesn't mean that if we commit these sins, there's no forgiveness and we lose our salvation. But for those who are practicing, this is a mark of their life. This is their lifestyle that they uh, refuse to repent. They refuse to cry out to the Lord. They refuse to give those things to the Lord. Um, And sometimes we struggle in areas that it takes time, you know, we're like, Lord, I struggle in this, and I've come back and asked for forgiveness in this area, you know, five times this week. But there's no conviction. There's no desire to live for the Lord. And I think that's what Paul is talking about here. And he says, some of you, you were practicing these things. You came out of idolatry. You came out of all that sexual immorality, things like that. But now you're born again by the Spirit of God, and you're to walk in the Spirit, is what we are to do, so he's talking about those who practice such things habitually, continually that sometimes you know you'll hear a Christian, well, I'm a Christian, and there's no conviction in their heart what the Word of God has to say there there's no conviction in their heart they're turn away from those things, you know I'm going to live any way I want um and um and so. There's that warning that's a very sobering warning, but he's making it a clear case for us to understand. It's those who are habitually, continually practicing those things, I believe, without any conviction or desire to call out to the Lord and and looking to the Lord. So hopefully that helps you out in that. And, um, you know, James talks about You know, faith without works is dead. And sometimes i will get a lot of calls on the station. Does that mean we have to work for our salvation? That's not what James is saying. He's not saying that it's faith and works that bring salvation. What he's telling us is that when we have a living faith that's in our heart, it's going to be worked out in our lives somehow. Uh, There is going to be fruit, the Holy Spirit coming into us. The fruit of the Spirit is love, you know, gentleness, uh, um, all those things that are read to you from Galatians chapter 5. And, and there is that process of sanctification um, that is a process. Salvation is a moment of time when we come to the Lord Jesus Christ and we cry out to him and surrender our lives to him and come in faith. But sanctification, which means being set apart, is a process that continues day after day, you know, moment by moment, uh, a work of the Spirit in our lives. So hopefully that clears that up a little bit, Patricia.
1: It does somewhat, but I'm kind of still, I mean, I know that, I know these um, these things are like temptations and weaknesses, and people do cry out, you know, to the Lord to help them be sober, and then the very next week or the night, very next day, they go back to drinking, and it's, you know, it's just, I, I mean... Yeah, I tell him just to pray and 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 to be and, strong. But it it yeah. I, I don't get it. I mean, I don't understand it.
0: Right, and that's so the like, thing, Patricia. We don't know. We don't know what's in a person's hearts. Only the Lord does. We know that you were asking about backsliding. That when a person backslides, there is, you know, the call of repentance in their lives to repent from those things to turn to the Lord, and there is the story of the prodigal son that you have in Luke's Gospel that came back. I mean, he was living in sin. He spent all the inheritance. Uh, he spent it on uh, prodigal living, uh, wasted it, um, involved in all kinds of sin. And when he came to the end of himself, he came to the Father, and the Father received him. He did not lose his relationship with the Father. And he was in a back you know, uh, sliding kind of uh, situation that was able to come back. And and so, um, you know, that's the thing of a child of God um, is I believe that a child of God that has the Spirit of God in them, you know, a horrible place to be is when you got your foot in the world and your foot in the kingdom. And when you got your foot in the world um, and you got the Lord in your heart and you got, you know, where you're straddling the fence is a miserable place to be because you got too much of the Lord to be comfortable in the world, and you got so much of the world in you that you're not comfortable in the Lord. So um, these are things that to think about, and, and Patricia, keep praying for those that you're watching. Keep sharing the Word of God with them and commit them to the Lord is what you're to do.
1: I, I, I try. It's just hard you see well, and it and have an but
0: Yeah, don't give up. Keep praying to the Lord, because the Lord knows all things, and He knows their hearts, and we don't understand all things, and, and that's why we need to commit them to the Lord. So let's do that right now. Father, I pray for Patricia. She calls in, and I can sense her heart is broken. Her heart is broken because she sees those that she loves that are in a backslidden state, have they really given their lives to the Lord or not? Only you really know the heart. But Lord, I pray that as she ministers to them and calls them to turn to you and to turn away from their worldly ways and sin and practices, that Lord, that you would touch their hearts, that you would take the blindness away because the enemy is is working overtime to, to draw people into temptation and into the world. And Lord, I pray that you would get a hold of their hearts and they would realize that a child of God is not to practice these things. Bring that conviction because that conviction is the draws to you. And I pray that they would know that they're doing wrong. Bring them back, back to you, Lord. And I am so thankful that if we are away from you, from our Heavenly Father, that we can come back to you. And you're calling us to do that. And I pray that you would do that with Patricia's um her relatives, friends, whoever uh, that she's so concerned about, give her the wisdom again to minister to them and and um Lord, we just lift it all up to you in jesus name amen amen, amen.
1: amen. thank you, thank you pastor thank you
0: Patricia, yes. keep praying for them, okay, yes, keep praying I, I and sharing God's word, all right, okay, keep in touch, all right, okay when somebody hangs up um there's, you know, you know that there's at least open line, so I invite you to grab uh, open line that we have, 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs. Let's go to Paul in Denver. Hi, Pastor Jeff. Paul? How are you, Paul? Yes. Good, how are you? Good. Thanks for calling in today. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to call and uh, say that the beginning of your show is very encouraging and is very timely, um, and I just thank you for speaking those words. Um, and just a little story, uh, about four years ago, I was listening to uh, one of your broadcasts on Under the Fig Tree, and you were speaking about um, how in in Paul's epistles where he says, grace and peace to you, um, and t- that you can't get those two things misordered, um, yeah. or in, in the incorrect order, and so uh, it came once again. It was about four years ago, but it came at a very timely, um, as a timely word for just understanding that I could be in God. I couldn't be in God's peace until I was in His grace. And so, um, thank you for your ministry. Thank you for what you do, and um, thank you for speaking in my life over the radio. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate the encouragement, and it is a privilege. You know, it's the Word of God that is alive. And one of the things, Paul, that really that the Lord has reiterated, even in the last couple weeks, is that there is power in the gospel, there is power in the Word of God, and um, it touches our hearts. And one of the other things, Paul, that I was ending the book of, we just finished Romans, and Mm -hmm. Paul, at the end of the book, he commends the Christians to the grace of God. And have you ever noticed going through the uh, the epistles? And I and I knew this, but it really struck me for the first time that every time Paul ends those epistles by commending the Christians to the grace of God, and he yes. just and the apostles had that matter of fact, the Bible ends that way, um, that uh, commending us to the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the grace of God is so incredible, and Paul was a champion of grace. And, and as I said, you know, that we can't have the peace of God until we've experienced the grace of God. And right. uh, the grace of God, we're going to spend all eternity marveling um, at the uh, grace of God. Um, and um, I, I use an example uh, as I end at the book of Romans. We have grace and we have mercy. Mercy is not getting what we deserve and it's like the one who's on death row who gets um, a pardon. He gets a call right before he is to be executed from the governor, and he's not going to be put to death, but he gets to you know, spend the rest of his time in prison. That's mercy. But grace is that the governor actually comes to the prison, uh, actually not only pardons him, but brings a suit and says, you know, take those jail clothes off, you're going to put on a new suit. Your sentence is going to be completely, and your crime is going to be off your record forever. And I'm going to uh, take you back to the governor's mansion. I'm going to adopt you. I brought my lawyer. He's got all the papers in line. And matter of fact, uh, when I pass on the governor's mansion and everything is yours, and and we can think, well, that's a silly example, but multiply that infinitely and what we have experienced, and what we have in Christ Jesus, faith through him. That we are justified, it's a legal term, that just as if you'd never sinned. We have been pardoned. We, he made atonement for our sins. We are forgiven. We've been clothed with the righteousness of Jesus Christ. We no longer have the spirit of fear, but the spirit of adoption where we cry out, Abba, Father. We have a, a heavenly inheritance. Isn't that incredible? So the, the grace incredible. of God... Yeah, it is. And for me to ponder that and think that and just praise God in that, what it does is it brings peace to me, knowing that I have peace with God and then the peace of God. He loves me that much. And understanding our position in Christ. So I'm so glad that the Word of God has encouraged you and, and um, continue to study and be blessed and, and grow in, in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, Paul. Pastor Jeff, God bless. God bless. Thanks for calling. Appreciate the encouragement. 303 690 3000 is the number to call. And, um, you know, the grace of God is such an incredible thing uh, that we have uh, that has been given to us through faith in Jesus Christ. Never take that for granted. Um, Never take that for granted. Um, and just marvel at it, you know, just ponder what the Lord has done for us. Um, and it, it helps us to realize, you know, a lot of times we try to, uh, to. there's people out there we know that think that they've earned heaven or earned salvation or God's love. Um, we can't earn heaven. We can't earn salvation. It is all by the unmerited favor of God. And we have been justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And and so, um, you know, that is something that uh, is, as we really think about it, sometimes people have a hard time receiving the grace of God. Uh, enjoy it, because it's yours. And uh, it is for all of us that have come to faith in Jesus Christ. Grace is such an incredible thing. And then, as we have experienced the grace of God then knowing that we have peace with God, he desires to give us the peace of God. And listen, I think most of you that are listening here uh, today, you know that there is no peace, no true peace apart from Jesus Christ. And um, so um, it only comes through him. And um, and he is the source of peace. And uh, so if, if maybe perhaps there's no peace, maybe... You're listening. You've never come to Christ. Jesus loves you. He died for you. He desires for you to come to Him. Uh, he died for you because of His love for you, for your sins. You know, Believe in Him. Give your life to Him. He rose from the grave. He proved that He's the Son of God. And so ask Jesus into your heart. Just cry out to him, and you can do that. Hey, we're getting close to the break. We got a couple open lines, and I know we have somebody waiting. We're going to go to the break. Uh, We'll be back in a couple minutes, but give me a call to open lines that we have. And 303-690-3000, the number to call, and the text line 720-336-0897. We'll be right back in about two minutes. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303 690 3000 or text us at 720 336 0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. This is Jeff Biggs, pastor of Calvary Chapel Greeley, with you for the second half of today's program. So we got a couple open lines. Give me a call at 303 690 3000. Let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to the Word of God together as you ask questions. Uh, let's go to the throne of God, uh, the throne of grace as you have prayer requests. And I know that uh, many of you listening, you have a prayer request. So we got a couple open lines. Uh, call in, 303-690-3000, and, and let's go to the Lord together. Uh, let's look to His Word uh, for comfort, for instruction, for correction, for uh, you know doctrine. Uh, let's go... Uh, to the Word of God for truth. And um, so we want to be able to um, to to be able to do that. And we have the privilege to do that on this show. The text line is 720-336-0897. And, um, and so text in a, a, a question or a prayer request. Make sure you're doing it safely. And as time permits, we'll get to the dedicated text line. But I do want to go to Michelle from Maryland. Michelle?
2: Hello. Hi, Michelle.
0: Thanks for thanks for, for holding. How are you?
2: I'm fine. I'm blessed. I'm okay. Thank you for asking. I've been listening to the Cal of today, and I'm calling in because I had a real trying day today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the maintenance man came by to repair several things. But he took all day to bring a item to uh, vacuum, vacuum vac, uh, a vacuum water drainer to drain out the air conditioning unit. He came about 5:45, so I was listening before six o'clock came. But what it is is that then I was on the bus stop as I was out, on, and about and a, a foreigner man asking all these questions about me. And I let him know, uh, no, I don't give out my phone number. He was a foreigner. Uh, I think he was a Spaniel. But anyway, he was speaking English very well. I'm not judging him or nothing like that, but I let him know where I stand, where I stood. But what uh-huh. it is is that um, the scripture that I need understanding with is two scriptures, and I need prayer. In First Samuel chapter sixteen, verse 7, and the verse says in First Samuel... But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his on his countenance, or on the height of his stature, because I have re- I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. And then I I read another scripture in Ephesians chapter five, verse sixteen. Uh, the scripture says, "Redeem the time, because the days are evil." And uh, right. verse 17, wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And um, I don't, I was, I'm was i calling for prayer because people look at my outside appearance, and they may think I look vulnerable to them, but I really i am not acting vulnerable. You know, I, I do stand up for what I stand up for. So I'm praying that God can protect me as I live by myself and from... Uh, Blood, bloody men and people and coming at me and um, judging me by my outside
0: appearance. Right. And, um, and you know, my
2: heart.
0: Yes. Yeah. You know, Michelle, one of the things, I just want to give you some encouragement, but <clears throat> I think about how Peter writes about, um, he, he writes and says, don't let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair or gold or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which is very precious in the sight of god and, and people are going to judge um, us on different you know reasons you know we'll judge our appearance outwardly um, and we live in a culture that does that we live in a culture that judges on dress on you know um, whatever the case may be the outward and in that section that you were quoting from, uh, in First Samuel, um, here is uh, you, you know here's Samuel told to go to the house of Jesse to anoint the new king, and the very very first thing that he comes to is the eldest you know son of Jesse, and he's tall and he's he's handsome and um, he uh, is. Uh, in First Samuel sixteen, he, he he seems like this has got to be the Lord's anointed, and so Samuel was corrected in that, and and that's where you came in and you quoted um, that. Listen, don't look at the outward, and and uh, we know that um, he doesn't look at the the outward appearance, and he he says, um, don't look at his appearance at his physical stature because I've refused him. That is Eliab the eldest. For the Lord does not see a man, sees, uh, as man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And, and I want to tie that in with what I told you in First Peter. Let people see your heart. People are going to judge us because we're Christians, or our outward appearance, or our popularity, or our prestige, or status. They will judge us on all kinds of things. But one thing that we do want people to see is that we want people to see that inward beauty. And the beauty of the Lord so I think that's a good good uh, prayer request that you have to to pray you know give truth uh, may they see the love of Jesus Christ uh, may they see the light of Jesus Christ and you said as you quoted from Ephesians Redeem the time for the days are evil and and it is getting evil and we may be judged more but let people see that inner beauty that you have which is very precious in the sight of God so lord i just pray for michelle as um she pr- asked for prayer and i i pray that um that you know her inner beauty would shine forth um that she'd have that gentle and quiet spirit uh which is very precious to you but it would be uh, just evident of the reality of Jesus that is in her heart. And Lord, I just pray that you be with Michelle, uh, protect her, um, and Lord, just help her to shine the love of Jesus Christ and the light of Jesus Christ in every way. And for all of us to have that inner beauty uh, that we are to um, to have as a priority, not just the outward, because we live in a culture where the outward is the priority, But Lord, the heart. The heart is what you care about. And uh, as that heart uh, is uh, full of your wisdom and love and your spirit, may it shine forth to others that need to see it. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for playing for me,
2: Pastor.
0: Really. You bet, Michelle.
2: You have a good weekend. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you.
0: You bet. 303-690-3000 303-690-3000 is the number to call. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs, And I believe that we have all open lines. So grab one of those open lines, uh, and uh, let's talk about the things of the Lord. I do want to mention, while we are waiting for a phone call to come in, or we'll go to the text line, that dedicated text line is 720-336-0897. It's this Sunday here in Greeley, we're going to start a new book. We just finished Romans. Romans was such an incredible book and study that uh, we went through for 10 months. And uh, as we finished it, um, we are now going to start a new book in First Timothy. And First and Second Timothy and Titus, of course, are called the pastoral epistles. But as we start, I'm really looking forward to going through this book because uh, Paul had a very special relationship with Timothy. Uh, Paul would... Uh, you know, uh, meet Timothy on his second missionary journey. Uh, We know that Timothy had a grandmother and a mother who were believers that taught him the scriptures, and there was that recognition of Paul that Timothy had a calling on his life. So on that second missionary journey in Acts chapter 16, he says, Timothy, come join us. So Timothy, at a young age, probably 18, 20 years of age, that he begins to follow Paul on the missionary journeys, and uh, he was committed to Paul. He was one that labored alongside of Paul, traveled with Paul, uh, and he became Paul's young protege. He is commissioned after Paul's first uh, imprisonment in Rome, about 63 A.D., to the pastor of the church at Ephesus that had a lot of problems. There was the false teachers that had come into the church. Uh, Paul had said years before that, about five years before that, that savage wolves are going to come in, uh, speaking perverse things, drawing disciples after themselves. Don't you remember how I warned you guys? He was speaking to the elders at of Ephesus, uh, and um, he was saying that I warned you day and night for three years, and and that's eventually what happened. And and so Paul is is encouraging timothy how uh i left you here i i I encourage you to timothy stay in ephesus as i went to macedonia and and to charge them with no other doctrine than what i given to you but paul would write that that i'm an apostle by the commandment of god and our lord jesus christ our hope and in that it's the only time that paul when he introduces himself as an apostle of jesus christ In other places, he he would say to the other churches by the will of God, but here to Timothy, the only time he says by the commandment of God. And he is saying to Timothy that that this is a direct edict from God, what I'm going to write to you. And the heavy emphasis is on no other doctrine, sound doctrine. Hold on to it some 30 times in those pastoral epistles, over 30 times. He's charging them for sound doctrine. And and he's going to have to deal with those who are legalists, those who are involved in the prosperity doctrine, those who are involved in in endless genealogies, uh, those who uh, were causing divisions, he dealing with uh, leadership, what the qualifications of leaders are, uh, the role of women, the role of widows, all these things are being touched on. But what's going to make it so wonderful that study is, is that Timothy would be ministering during a time that persecution had come to the church by Caesar Nero. And that persecution was very heavy. Nero was killing Christians in the the theaters, um, feeding them the lions. He had burnt the city of Rome down in 64 AD and, and blamed it on the Christians. And so this was a daunting task that Paul was given to Timothy. And Timothy. Timothy be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And he would encourage Timothy and he would instruct Timothy on how his conduct should be and and what the church should be. And it's so critical for us to understand those things. This is a direct edict from God. This is not my opinion. This is not culture's opinion. And we need that today because the church today, I believe, is getting pulled in so many different directions. And we need to stay true to the lord and to the word of god and and timothy you must continue in the scriptures that you've learned from childhood and know that in the last days it's going to be perilous times and evil men and imposters are going to grow worse and worse and know that in the latter times that some are going to depart from the faith giving heed to demons and doctrines and and um and he he goes on and says that uh that uh that you know, in the last days there are going to be those who are going to um, you know, given over to fables, having itchy ears, all these warnings that he gives to them, and it's warnings for us in a day in which we're in. So uh, with that to say, um, we are going to be looking at that very important epistle, 1 Timothy, moving into 2 Timothy when we're done over the next few weeks. Love for you to come join us here at Calvary Greeley, and uh, we're easy to find. You can check us out on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.com, and uh, 8, 9, 30, and 11 o'clock is our service times uh, on Sunday morning, and we have Children's Ministry Nursery. Oh, man, we got youth groups. Come and join us. Love to meet you and serve your family. Uh, Also, Wednesday night, just want a quick reminder that we are in the Book of Revelation. A lot of people coming out on Wednesday nights studying the Book of Revelation really for the first time, and it is a book to be studied, and there's a special blessing attached to those who read the book of Revelation, those who hear the words, and those who keep the words. And so just a, a wonderful opportunity for us uh, to talk, to learn about the return of the Lord, uh, to uh, learn of the Lord, and what is pleasing to the Lord in our lives and as a church as we continue through these studies. Hey, I, I've been talking because we still have uh, open lines, and so uh, love for you to be able to uh call in and um ask a question while we got time. Um I'm going to go to a text question real quick and um and let me pull it up for us to be able to look at. There's actually some prayer requests and I want to pray for somebody Daniel for his mom and um so uh, I'm not going to read all the prayer requests but father uh, as Daniel's asking prayer uh, in respect to his mom, that you would just minister to her. And, um, as there's, uh, just worry and there's frustration and there's tension about money, um, and with, uh, you know, his dad and all that. And, um, Lord, I just give that situation to you. Daniel asked for prayer. He asked for help and Lord, uh, it's come to a place where it's unhealthy, and um, i pray that you would intervene give daniel uh, just the wisdom that he needs to minister to his parents lord bring peace into the situation Uh, bring clarity and understanding uh, of things that perhaps uh, need to be uh, uh, discussed and decisions that need to be made Uh, and so we want uh, lord for you to just intervene in this precious family uh, and for Daniel to see you uh, come into this situation to help and to work and to be able to um, to bring that comfort and that they need. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 303-690-3000. I'm going to throw it out there because we still have plenty of time for a call to come in. I know it's Friday, and I know that that it is, uh, uh, you know, summer. Um, I do got a prayer request. I think it's a good prayer request because we have students that are going to be going back to school. Matter of fact, I know that there's a Christian school here in Greeley that we have some of our youth uh, go to and kids that I believe they're starting on Monday. And I think, wow, that's early. And then a week later, uh, a lot of the schools up here, uh, in the Greeley area, are starting. Uh, kids are going to be getting ready. I call them kids, young adults, uh, getting ready to go back to class. I got uh, two uh, children um, that are going to UNC. They'll be starting here in a few weeks, so we're at that time of the year. And so prayer requests has come in. Please pray for those who are going to be uh, starting school, and the stress and the difficulty that comes with those who are believers so father we do pray for our kids that are going back to school we we know that it can be kind of a stressful time for parents and everyone getting ready and i pray that you would be able to help all the parents uh, be able to get the supplies they need and the students going to the university uh, to be able to um you know just be able to to have the the housing they need and everything And as they start a new school year, Lord, I just pray that you would bless them, that you would protect our schools, Lord, that you protect those kids, And, and for our kids that know you, that they would be a light because there's a lot of pressure and there's temptation. Lord, keep them. And, Father, I also want to pray for the teachers, and I'm thankful for Christian teachers. I know some of them, and they work so hard, and they're so necessary, and I just pray for them, and I pray that you would help them to become a light Um, in the schools, that they uh, would be able to uh, just bless the kids with their testimony, the the testimony of there's something different about them. And those students somehow see the love of Christ coming through them, and they would have the opportunity to share truth with them. So, Lord, as the kids head back to school, be with the parents, be with the students, stress that comes with them, just help them with their studies, uh, and, Lord, to stay close to you and it's in Jesus' name that we pray, amen, amen. You know, we got a bunch of high schoolers up at Esses Park for a high school retreat, uh, and I'm so thankful that to be able for them to go up and get away for a few days because uh, when they come back, they're going to be starting school to, to be able to be refreshed and renewed in the things of the Lord. I'm so grateful for that time away for them. So we continue here to, to pray for them because they'll be coming in tomorrow. Hey, let's go to uh, our phone lines. Let's go to Pat in Castle Rock. Hi, Pat.
1: Hi, Pastor. Thank you for taking my call. um Forgive me for being selfish, but I'm asking for prayer for myself. um I have um an upbringing where trust was not a factor and um and women were not looked on as being high highly regarded in the families um I am um, struggling as I get older with trust, and it's like seems like every time I turn around, Satan is like on my shoulder, you know, whispering at me. He it keeps me up at night. Um, so I'm, I, I I guess I just need some prayer.
0: <laughs> abs- abs- absolutely, Pat, and I'm glad you called. You know, there's nothing wrong with praying, asking for prayer um and paul did that when i first got in the ministry i thought i'm a pastor i'm not gonna you know ask for prayer for myself you know i'm i'm not to do that i'm to pray for everybody else but it really hit me when we're in romans chapter 15 that paul writes now i beg you brethren there's only three times in 16 chapters that he writes that he's saying this i beg you this is important and he says, "I beg you, brethren, through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in prayers to God for me." Then he talks about what he was praying for. So Paul said, "This is really important. Please strive together." And that was a a, uh, a term that means together, it was an ancient Olympic term that you're going to strive together to pray for me. pray for me. He was asking for prayers. So I think if Paul the Apostle it was important to him to ask for prayer for himself that it's you know important for us and it's good for us to ask for prayer so I'm glad you called and I need help and and I need help in you know the way I was raised and how I look at things and and I'm sorry for you know the things that you've gone through but you know it's caused you not to trust people and and that can happen in life when we travel, when we get hurt, when we've been disappointed, that trust begins to go away. And the Lord desires for us, you know, to 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 be able to trust. And trust is a very important thing. Um, but not everybody in our lives is against us. And we actually kind of hit on it a little bit uh this morning at that pastor's breakfast um about, you know, in ministry. Uh, and I'll speak for myself, that there's been times where I've been hurt, Pat, and and your guard goes up. And then you begin to think that everybody's out to get you. And so you hold them out at arm's length, um, and you're not willing to trust anyone. And, and I don't want to go there because I know I'll lose my ministry if I'm that way. So I need prayer. And and with that comes discernment and comes wisdom, of course and uh so that's what we're going to we're going to pray for. So, Father, I pray for Pat. I just pray that that you know, um you would just help her and most of all she would just continue to trust you. But Lord, do that work as um is trusting is something that that is very important in our relationship with others. And it can keep us from growing in relationship with others. And and Lord, in those times that, that we get hurt, our defenses go up our guards go up i just pray that you would help pat to be able to um to be able to to reach out to allow people into her life um and to be able to trust that you're going to work and, and bring blessing and benefit through relationship with others lord just help her and um lord bring comfort to her healing to her in the past that has affected her um, and lord just um, that she would uh, just have that joy of having brothers and sisters and in her life a sister that she can trust that she can talk to to open up her heart and 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 to be a little vulnerable lord um, so lord um, i pray that you do that work in jesus name amen hey pat pat yes sir you know one of the things that to trust somebody we got to kind of open up we got to be vulnerable don't we and that's hard. That's a scary thing but i think the lord calls us to do that and um, again use wisdom you know use discernment um, but you know to have those relationships really move forward and to flourish and to be benefited by them we need to trust and um and so that's That's something that you keep praying about, and the Lord will show you, and He'll work through you in that. All right?
1: Yes,
2: thank you so much.
0: Yeah, and don't ever be afraid to ask for prayer for yourself, because when this really hit me in Romans chapter 15, it's like, I'm going to ask for prayer a lot more for myself, and uh, because if the great Paul Apostle can, I can as well. So, All right, thank you. You have a good weekend, Pat.
2: Thank you. You as well, sir.
0: All right. Well, we got a few minutes left. Let's go to Eileen in Baltimore. Is it Eileen or Eileen?
1: Eileen.
0: Hi, Eileen. How are you?
1: I'm
2: fine. Um, uh, I just wanted to have you, if you can pray for my husband and I. Um, it's our anniversary tonight uh, for 33 years, and we also have a dog who's been sick and hasn't been eaten and just started eating, back eating just the last
0: two days so you could pray for him also his
2: name is
0: radar radar Radar. you know yeah so i want to say happy anniversary thank you and 33 years is wonderful i'm coming up on 30 years and it goes by fast doesn't it Eileen? oh my god it goes goes by so fast and so what a blessing to to be married and be celebrating thirty three years and so we're gonna give thanks to the Lord also for your dog. They become our family, don't they? Oh and yes, he's
2: very much family. Definitely.
0: You know, we had a Sheltie dog that I raised four kids and we got our Sheltie dog um when the kids were small and so she grew up, she was fifteen and we had to put her down not long ago and that was hard. That was Oh that you is know, she,
2: extremely traumatic. Very
0: yeah. Traumatic. And so, you know, she, she was a Shetland sheepdog and she thought the kids were little sheep and she'd run around in circles and herd them up and everything. And, and she was very much a part of our family. So, hey, let's pray. Father, we do pray. Um, I, I thank you for uh, Eileen, her, her uh, marriage for 33 years and her husband. I pray that tonight as they celebrate, that they would have a heart of gratitude and thankfulness. And Lord, um, as you tarry. Give them more years and and that their love would grow for you and for each other, and Lord, um, what a blessing and I thank you for their testimony and Lord, to have marriages that that last um, that long is getting more rare, but Lord, I thank you for your grace and your uh, working in their lives and Lord, we pray for for her dog radar. Um, we know that they become part of our family, uh, so radar has been sick. Uh, I pray that you would just uh, minister and bring healing to him. And he started eating. And Lord, um, we thank you for the blessings of having pets. Uh, They are a blessing in our family. And so, Lord, we just lift up radar to you because you care about every area of our lives. So I thank you for Eileen, her marriage. Uh, Bless their time together as they celebrate the days and years ahead. And Lord, just uh, be with them as they're concerned for their dog. And we just pray for your touch upon him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And
2: and also for you also, for your 30 years. And thank you for your (laughs)
0: your prayers. Okay? Thank you, Eileen. Good. Thank you. God bless you. You have a good weekend. Happy anniversary. You too. And hey, you know, for anyone who has an anniversary out there, God bless you. What a gift, a gift of having a spouse um, that we can live our lives with and and you know grow in the lord jesus christ together it is such a tremendous gift and blessing and uh so it's it's wonderful to hear that hey i hear the music so we're coming to the end of the show thank you everyone who called in today i want to encourage you if you have opportunity go to church this weekend be in fellowship keep growing in the word of god Keep growing in the things of the Lord and, uh, and be a light to others uh, in the days in which we're living. God bless you. Looking forward to talking to you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.